Hello there. Welcome to Football and Leadership. I'm Shashi and our topic for today is about football's greatest of all time, Ronaldo or Messi. I'm sure you have your preference in terms of who is your greatest of all time. Some may say Messi because of that sweet left foot and his natural ability on the ball. Some might say Ronaldo because of his all-round game, you know, he's able to score with his head, his left foot, his right foot, his chest, back heel, you name it, he can score it. So, who is the greatest of all time? Here with me to discuss this exciting and extraordinary debate that has gone on for just over a decade. We have our very own Zachary Lau from our youth team here at Leadronomics, as well as Pravin Nair, a recurring guest from our last episode where we discussed the legacy of Arsene Wenger. So let's start off with uh, asking, just asking straight out, who do you think is the greatest of all time? Let's go with you first, Pravin. Van Dijk. Nah, just kidding. Oh yeah, I have to mention, uh, Pravin is a Liverpool fan, so uh, if you sense any bias... A little bias, bias there, yeah. Now, I mean, if you look between Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo, it's it's a very difficult debate around it because we've just come to realise how good these two players are. And I guess selecting one of them is like, you know, just answering it on a, on a sheet of paper and just submitting it right away because you don't want to think too much about it. So I guess it's a testament to both players that it's such a difficult question for us to answer and it, there's no simple answer. Back in the day when we just, it was like Ronaldinho winning it one off and then Kaka and previously that we had even Fabio Cannavaro winning it, winning the Ballon d'Or one time. It was yeah, like unbelievable. World Cup, right? Yeah, yeah so, but then it started, I mean, it recently ended with uh, Luka Modric winning it recently. But uh, let's start, let's go to you, Zach. I mean, what do you think? Who is the greatest of all time? I mean, I do agree with you that these two players are extraordinary talents. These are like generational talents and we are lucky enough to actually see both of them playing at the highest level at the same time. And if you look at all the interviews, they always agree how they each push each other to perform better. And not only is it good for their teams, but it's good for us fans as well because we get to watch just how amazing these guys go out on the field and do their thing each day. But personally, I would lean more towards Ronaldo, I guess. Oh, no. Okay. Ronaldo, okay. Uh, why are you leaning towards Ronaldo? Is that because he is... I mean, over the last few years, he has sort of taken over Messi a little bit in terms of the recent Ballon d'Ors he's won and also because he has... People say that you know, he has uh, more experience because he has played in the Premier League, La Liga and now Serie A. So does that come into play when you were making this decision? I mean, of course, the whole experience thing comes into play because um, as most leaders you see, they always like, challenge themselves to perform better in different environments, not just stick with the status quo and stay within the same comfort zone they are in right now. Leaders consistently push themselves and this is Ronaldo. After every few years, once he's proven himself at the highest level in the EPL, he moved to La Liga. After La Liga, now is at Serie A, which is a much more technical and much more defensive league. And yet, he still manages to perform even recently winning the Serie A MVP of the year. Wow, actually, that's pretty interesting. But um, um, talking about, you, you mentioned there that, you know, uh, leaders continuously have to look in, in terms of how they can learn something new and continuously develop instead of staying in their comfort zone, which most would say what Messi has done. Uh, I'll, I'll take you to a quote by Zlatan Ibrahimovic, who said that Messi is natural. Ronaldo is a trained product. So what do you have to say about that, Pravin? Nah, I disagree with that. I mean, as much as people say that, you know, there's, there's, two, there's two sides to it, right? There's talent and then there is uh, 
you not being talented and working hard for it i think regardless of whether you're talented or not you have to work hard to be where you are today so i guess both ronaldo and messi are naturally very good footballers but what got them to where they are today is pure hard work and if you look at their respective stories you you tend to appreciate the the very little things that happen in their life i mean you look at messi he was diagnosed with a growth hormone deficiency when he was just a child you know but this is a kid who grew up in a football loving family so he had the talent but not necessarily the, the circumstances and at the age of 13 he moved to spain to start playing in the barcelona academy in the la masia academy so what does that show to us is that yes it's great that you have talent but what you need in the next step along the way is the grit is the determination to overcome all the challenges that you have yeah that's true i mean uh, but if you look at it with both players i mean both had different unique circumstances when they were growing up both had challenges ronaldo had his own messi messi had his own but when we compare both of them and both of their journeys as they as they started their careers what do you think was the difference <coughs> i mean i i'm not sure because i wasn't following them closely back then but when you saw them first starting out did you notice anything that would actually lead them to actually being the players that they are right now i mean when you look at Lionel Messi right it only took him up to 2004 when he was finally called up but you know you think about it, he was just 17 if not mistaken i could be wrong there in my figures but he was really young when he was first called up to the Barcelona A team right the the main team playing in the La Liga and in the first game he came on as a substitute played played as well as he could but it was just during one of those games i remember uh, versus Getafe where he picked up the ball from middle of the field ran towards goal finished it like how Diego Maradona did that was when the world started taking notice of this guy and when you started seeing i mean when Ronaldinho left the club when the era of Frank Rakitic had had expired you could say you know and the new uh, guard had to come in Lionel Messi was there to lead the new wave of players and with him at helm that's when you really started to see the genius that he was So at the beginning he was this diamond that was really rough on the edges he would play really well in patches but not a game changer but it was when he was put into the limelight as the key player for Barcelona that's when we saw the genius that's All when right. we started to see, that's when we started seeing him pulling the strings that made him such a deadly striker and a midfielder I will come back to you on that especially the rough diamond part and actually who were the role models around him that time that actually played a key part in his growth and development but moving on to Ronaldo let's look at his uh, career growth i mean he he had that big move when Sir Alex spotted him and then he came into United and at United he was amongst like real legends with gigs and scolds and Roy Keane and He was entering the this Premier League this this flashy Neymar sort of kind of player where he would just be doing tricks and stuff. So what do you think Zach was the key moment for Ronaldo when he first joined United to to actually make a mark? I think I already you mentioned how Ronaldo joined the whole Premier League with this whole flashy thing. But the most key aspect that molded him to a player that he was today was probably the management of Sir Alex Ferguson. Yeah, he got like kicked a lot and he got yes, he got agree, trashed by Roy Keane definitely. and all the senior players. I mean It's in some ways it was a different sort of treatment that where Messi was nurtured he was like totally you know he had to cut his whatever his style of playing to suit Manchester United he couldn't really do what he I mean he was given the ball to do what he could do but if whenever he didn't deliver 
you know, he had someone down his throat, I mean, down his neck, like, you know, really getting at him. Exactly. And that's what comes back to leadership in general. It's how a leader adapts to work together as a team in order to achieve its goals. And already, football is a team sport. You have to do what's best for the team in order to achieve its targets, for example. And for Ronaldo's case, he was clearly talented when he first came in. That was the reason why everyone was pushing for Man U to buy them initially. But that being said, he... In the beginning, he might not necessarily have fit the style. But being agile, being the generational talent he was, he developed it over the years. He learned how to adapt, and that's how it worked better for them. And, I mean, if you compare it to Messi, for example, the way they play in Barcelona, it's always about tiki-taka, short-passing ways. And once that style, that whole technique is taken away from him, for example, in Argentina, he doesn't necessarily perform as up to par as he did with Barcelona. Because Ronaldo adapts and he works together as a team. He understands that Messi, on the other hand, needs his team to play in a certain way so that he can perform. I tend to disagree on that because, you know, I, I have to say that great players inspire great things around them. And when you look at a team with Lionel Messi in it, you can see how he brings the best out of a lot of players on the pitch. You talk about Eva Rakitic today, you talk about Sergio Busquets, you know, players that... I mean, Sergio Busquets was around the same time as Lionel Messi. And I can still remember people were looking down on Sergio Busquets and saying, you know, who's this kid, you know? Just like when they used to look down at uh, Mascherano when he first came through. Exactly. But when you play in a team where Lionel Messi is in, you will be motivated to be great. So okay. in that sense, he doesn't, he inspires by being great naturally, right? Correct. It's not like some sort of uh, like a Roy Keane sort of leadership. Not at all. But in fact, he was actually in an ideal environment. We spoke a lot about how Messi came through that moment where Barcelona were going through a very rough patch. You know, they had Frank Rijkaard, they had Ronaldinho. And then when this old guard had left and, you know, you had this, the backbone of the squad suddenly having to shift. Lionel Messi was a key cog in this team. Together with Xavi, together with Andres Iniesta, Carlos Puyol. These were key players who will always keep Messi in check. Players who know that they can be relied upon. So in that case, there was lesser burden on him from a young age. You talk about burden from a young age. Remember Torres captaining Atletico Madrid when he was 20 years old and admitted later on how it was such a stressful thing for a young player to feel the burden on his shoulders. It was. It, you could say it's a bit like Steven Gerrard. Okay, maybe I'm being biased as a Liverpool fan, but a little, yeah, bit, like Steven, <laughs> a little bit like Steven Gerrard when he came through. And, but True. I think for him, it was a privilege and an honour. And it... Not to say that it wasn't a privilege honor for Torres because it was his homegrown club, but you know, at that young age, 17, 18, it's, it's kind of, you're leading senior players 10 years older than you. How, how does one do that? Correct. And, and I guess that's where both Lionel Messi and Ronaldo have gotten the benefit of being in an environment where people are shouting at them. People are, the players that are, you know, you, you could trust those players to give the right instructions. And so that the, the onus doesn't fall upon this one player to lead the team, right? And now coming back to what Zach said about how when you have Messi, he's unable to play in different systems. In fact, when you look at how Messi plays, right? Wait, Zach, did you say actually you say that? I just said basically, um, in its essence, yes, sort of. But Messi tries because of the system that he is given to play under based on their manager. So in Barcelona, it's always about a shot passing, a tiki-taka, as most people call it. Actually, I'm curious. Uh, when he plays for Argentina, yeah. I mean, what kind of style do they play? I mean, I don't, I'm pretty sure they don't play tiki-taka. It's Not at all. No, Look, no. the style of Argentina is very simple, right? They're very direct. They like to play the forwards 
in fact, they heavily rely upon the attacking midfielders. So you, you're saying that the they don't play to Messi's strengths. They play to Messi's strength actually. Yes. They, But they, what happens is that when you as an opposing team figure this out, that when I shut out Messi, I mark him, I close the passing channels to him. They don't have the quality outside of Messi to trouble them, and that what hap- that's what happened in the recent World Cup. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. all you have to do is just shepherd Messi out, mark, man mark him. Close the passing channels. Just make sure he doesn't receive the ball. Minimize the number of time he has the ball, and the other players out there were not up par to him. Sadly, but wouldn't you agree that the hallmark of a great player is being able to find different solutions to contribute to a team? Even though Messi is shut out for a game, doesn't necessarily mean that he cannot contribute in other ways. For well, example, it's it's th- going to be hard to contribute if you think about it. If you're not getting much of the ball, you can only influence one or two things. I mean, if you think about it, like the most recent Euro, for example, when okay. the final between Portugal and France, within the 25th minute, Ronaldo was already out injured. He couldn't have possibly touched the ball for the next 60 minutes, 60 minutes or so. But yet he contributed through the sidelines. He was the one shouting instructions. There was this whole fiasco about him, like overshadowing like his manager. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the manager exactly. I, honestly, I felt that was like a bit. Uh, step too far. I mean, you're sort of undermining nah, the manager. He, I mean, that's he just what wants I, to win. I mean, yeah, that's, that's what I felt personally. But then again, you could think that you know Ronaldo, his desperation to win something with Portugal, almost like a selfish desire. Correct. But so, that comes down to a winning mentality. Mentality end of the day. Sure, Messi must. Be, I mean, Messi is very docile he's on the sidelines a bit more but Ronaldo he showed his passion and his desire to really want to win because this was his chance for his country this was the final and this was Portugal were written off by basically almost everybody before this final they had a very outside chance outside chance of even reaching the final Correct. but now that he's here he has given the opportunity to you know what I'm going to grab this title and this is my chance to get it and he is was him doing his best by contributing whatever way he could even off the pitch I think you know Zach you have a point there right But when you look at it, like you just mentioned, this now football is a team game, right? You can have all the one, you can have all the individual brilliance, but at the end of the day, it boils down to that moment where you need your teammates. To me, looking at what has happened in Lionel Messi's Argentinian career, he's been let down actually by his teammates. It's as simple as that. You know, at crunch moments. They didn't take the chances. I know who you're. You're talking about Higuain, right? Ah, uh, no, I'm not going to mention <laughs> names here. Look, if you compare his performance with Barcelona versus Argentina, yes, he has underwhelmed. All right. Now that shouldn't be a reason why we discount Lionel Messi. You I know, mean, nobody is discounting Lionel Messi here. But bring coming back to our discussion, I would like to to talk about uh, the role models in both Ronaldo and Lionel Messi's uh, career, especially the young career. For Messi, I think it was clear it was Ronaldinho and how Ronaldinho was actually more of the kind of player that wasn't. He did. He knew Messi was great, and he never competed with him. Mm-hmm. He he gave him the platform and allowed him to be special. Whereas for Ronaldo, I'm not really sure who 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 do you think was his role model, Zach. Um, I think in general the most obvious role model that he has mentioned because obviously was Luis Figo. Um, he was a Portugal legend, and I think f- most Portugal footballers at the probably young age idolized the likes of Figo. Um, Deco was of course slightly before their age. Eusebio, sorry, Eusebio was slightly before the age, but Figo was the one who reached the hallmark of uh, idol of in terms of I think Portuguese that, that was his like uh, football idol, right? Yeah. But at United itself, who who do you think stepped up to actually nurture Ronaldo and allow him to? I mean, when I think of it, I can think of. Uh, players like Giggs, Scholes, and Roy Keane. I mean, they did their job, but did they 
uh, were they his role models in terms of you know putting a hand over his shoulder when when he was doing those tricks and he was not coming off and when he was getting pushed aside and brushed aside whenever he he came up against tougher opponents i'm not sure ronaldo had that did he I mean, as much as you say gigs and scores, but I think Roy Keane was an example of someone who was always very strict with the players. But I, personally, like I mentioned earlier, the biggest influence of his career was probably Sir Alex Ferguson. Ferguson always talks about his experience managing Ronaldo and how he's like a son to him. And I feel that that whole crucible moment that they had together where Ferguson was getting him Ronaldo, you know what? Focus on your football, not on your brand. That was what developed this whole Ronaldo image that we have today. He is a physical beast, as you can see. And there's no comparison between who's a better athlete between Ronaldo and Messi, definitely. But it was definitely Ferguson who was the one who put him down on the line and, you know what, tell him, set his goal straight. You're a footballer first and all. First and foremost, what are you going to do right now to make sure your name is remembered by everybody? I guess that's true. I mean... I mean, speaking of his uh, uh, his physical beastliness, I remember there was one game when he scored the winner against Spurs at United and then he took off his shirt. Mm-hmm. And after that, on social media, it's like this thing went viral. Everybody was saying that when Ronaldo scores, he should be allowed to take off his shirt without getting a yellow card. <laughs> <laughs> so that was pretty crazy. But coming back to you, Praveen, uh, tell us a little bit about Lionel Messi's role model. Who do you think it was? I mean, in my opinion, I think Ronaldinho played a huge part in his uh, early career. But what do you think? Well... I strongly believe that along the way, anyone can pick up role models. You know, from a young age, Lionel Messi was known to to have a great affection to his towards his maternal grandmother, who used to bring him to his uh, football academy, and thus that's why when you know when she passed away, uh, when he was I think still very young, in his in his early teens, he always points up his hands up in the air as mm-hmm. as a tribute, tribute every time when he scores. So that's one role model which I think really shaped him to, to, to be really resilient when he was a young kid, right? Now, when you look at along the way, true enough, Ronaldinho is, oh, I mean, he's, he's, he's a wonderful player to have alongside you. you know, he has a lot of knowledge. He's Brazilian. so <laughs> He's Brazilian, right? His way of football is completely amazing to watch. And there's so much that you can learn from, from a player like that. And I guess a lot of people have claimed, you know, that Ronaldinho left because he felt like he was going to be overshadowed by Lionel Messi, this and that. But when you look further down the road, you know, both of them still have a very good relationship. In fact, Ronaldinho in an interview once said that he knew that when Messi started playing, he knew that Messi was a better player than himself. All right. And he gave what he could in terms of advice, in terms of support to to, to Messi. And in fact, Messi... Several years back, was saying how Ronaldinho was offering a lot of support in his first few days in, in Barcelona. And he would say, you know, they had a very nice friendship. All right, okay. So I see uh, Pravin and Zach have mentioned that both uh, Messi and Ronaldo have had these role models mainly off the pitch in terms of Sir Alex as well as uh, Messi's grandmother and then Ronaldinho. But I guess both of them have had great role models as they began their career. So we're going to take a short break right now. And when we come back, we're going to be discussing the defining moments in Ronaldo and Messi's footballing career. Stay tuned. Ever wondered what leadership is all about? Is it developed over time? Or are people just born with it? We believe there is a science behind leadership. 
and we want to help you understand it. Take this journey with us as we hear from renowned leaders from all over the world over our range of shows tackling key spaces in different industries today. Leadernomics, the science of building leaders. Welcome back, everyone. And here we are at episode three of Football and Leadership today. And in the first half, we were discussing about how their career started and the, the role models in their early playing career. So as we move on to the second half, what do you think? Of, when was Ronaldo's defining moment? Personally, I feel Ronaldo's defining moment was definitely his move to Manchester United. I mean, when he first arrived there, he was this, in Pravin's words earlier, diamond in the rough. He was this kid, who, this skinny kid from Portugal who did a lot of stepovers, tricks and skills. But when he reached there, um, I remember reading an interview recently where Vidic said, the very first thing Ferguson said to him was that you, did too, you do too many stepovers. It's not going to work over here in the England. Skills? Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. And um, how did he turn that around? I mean, initially when he first joined, of course, it was a struggle. But at the end of the day, it was how his mind, he had the right mindset to in order to develop himself as a, as a player. I mean, at that point of time, Ferguson was probably one of the best, greatest ever managers of all time. And he would, had the opportunity to actually learn from him to how to be a footballer. So, I mean, you can go on and on about how Alex was the father figure that Ronaldo never had when he was young. In real life, right? In real yeah. life, yeah. So, I mean, Ronaldo came from a broken family where his father was um, alcoholic. He went to serve the war and stuff. And almost everything he did was for his mother, right? Exactly. So, the mother was essentially working two jobs just to support the whole family. And when Alex appeared in Ronaldo's journey, he was this father figure who constantly showed him the right, proper, tough love to help develop me as a footballer. I mean, when he first came to... Manchester United there was this whole news about him getting to the number 7 if you all recall properly but in a recent interview Ronaldo even mentioned that he initially did not want the number 7 oh. it was Alex Ferguson who actually you know what I'm going to give you number 7 because I believe you will definitely be able to live up to the mantle wow I mean that's like some amazing thing believed to have from someone so like such a great manager at that time itself exactly so it was that support that belief that Ronaldo gave that Sir Alex gave to Ronaldo at a young age as well as the tough love and the constant guidance this father figure he had was to him that helped shape who he was as a character in a, as a person to work hard and strive and do whatever it takes to achieve his footballing goals in many ways um, probably no. I mean what do you think I mean, I mean we're not going to be talking about Messi at the moment but what do you think actually that Sir Alex saw in Ronaldo to actually have that belief I mean it could have easily not worked out it could have easily been just a Another Juan Sebastian Veron, if you, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Well, look, uh, when you look at Cristiano Ronaldo, what you see is the desire to succeed. That's something that you can't take away from him. Yes, he had a certain attitude about himself. He, he could be very distracted. He could be not really bothered about what others could think about him, which may look not good for a young player to have at that age. But what he had, was the desire and I think Sir Alex Ferguson is a manager who absolutely loves players who have the desire to win and if you read his book he talks a lot about why he loves players like Keane for example you know you think in your head Keane is like the roughest player you can ever have in the team you know he doesn't play to the tune of football he's only there to break up it's, the it's attacks not to instill the, fear yeah, but what people don't get it right is that Roy Keane wants to win and that is actually the summary of how great teams were under Sir Alex Ferguson. The desire to win. 
And I think that's what he saw in Cristiano Ronaldo. And it was just a matter of, of giving him a slap to his face figuratively. And so literally, I'm pretty sure. And literally, right. hopefully not. <laughs> but letting him see that, look, you have this talent right now. You have this, this desire. All you need to really focus on is your attitude and you'll go far. And yeah. I think that's where he has matured a lot over the past few years. And I guess he credits Sir Alex Ferguson for it. For it. I think that's a really nice gesture. But he also needs to thank himself. I think in many ways, that's very important as well. Because uh, we've seen a lot of young players come up and we, we, we end up thinking that they're going to be the next best thing. And then they, they usually peter off and they, they never reach the heights that we all expect of them. So in many ways, it's so important that early years of a footballer's playing career to have that guidance and that proper management from a manager and to have one from Sir Alex is, is actually very inspiring to know of it. Yep, I agree. I mean, exactly. It's from the way I see it, Alex learned throughout his management of different players on how to deal with Ronaldo's image when he was younger. I mean, the previous number seven before Ronaldo was David Beckham and David Beckham was always about his brand first before his football, which was something that Alex did not particularly appreciate. So when Ronaldo came into Manchester United as this young, flashy winger. He knew what had to be done. He had to drill and tell him, you know what, football comes first. If you want to make it here, football always has to be your priority. And this was exactly shown, I mean, in the interviews with Ronaldo's mother, where he said he would sneak out from time to time to play football. He would just um, get kicked out of school or stuff just to play football. So end of the day, football it should revolve around his whole agenda when it comes to playing so that other things like his personal brand and image come second. All right, and uh, as we move on to Messi, Pravin, what was his defining moment? Well, in a career like Messi, every single moment is a defining moment, right? Okay, that's um, a bit but much. If you but look at, <laughs> if you look at what has happened, right? So, so we spoke about how in 2004, he got his first start. And for Barca, right? For, for, yes. for Barcelona, right? And uh, well, he's, he's a one-man one one club. One-club man, yeah. one one man. man, sorry, not one-man club. <laughs> Another, and, another name comes to mind, but I should not mention it. All right. And so what happened along the way was that he was, of course, destined for greatness. People were saying a lot about how, wow, you know, this guy, Lionel Messi is going to be the, the next big thing after Ronaldinho. But in fact, it took him two seasons for him to actually overcome that initial stages. Why, why so? Because he was hampered by injuries. Injuries were his biggest downfall in the first two seasons I would say uh, he'll only play limited number of games and when the moment he's fit the Spanish media will start pressuring the manager to start playing him because they felt like hey you know without him the team is not playing that well so much so in 2006 because he was injured he missed out on the Champions League final when oh they God, beat Arsenal like the worst thing and if you if you read the stories that happened after that he was gutted you know, he was so disappointed to have missed out on it. So I would say that is one particular moment. But the next defining moment is actually the year where he won his first Ballon d'Or. All right. And that's during the 2009 season. 2008, Incidentally, it was when Pep Guardiola came in as a manager. So when Pep Guardiola came in as a manager, we all know what happened, right? Uh, it took him a bit of time, but he played a brand of football that soon became known as Tiki Taka. But one thing which Messi had at that time was a manager who could play to his strengths. And he had players like Thierry Henry, Samuel Eto'o. You have those players alongside with you, you can achieve greatness. Alongside. And so Lionel Messi was playing on the right wing. He was played as a false nine. And that season, remarkably, he had scored 38 goals. 38 goals in his first uninterrupted season. And you might think, hey, Salah did that. But look, 
I mean, you think about what happened back then. Nobody goes in 51 games. Shory Henry did that too. Yeah, you know, that was when people started taking notice of him. And then he went on to win, uh, you know, the, the league. They won the treble, of course. They won the league. They won the King's Cup. And then they beat Manchester United at Rome thanks to that towering header. The small Argentinian boy scoring the winning goal of a header. You couldn't have written a script like that. And I guess that was when the world finally realized that Lionel Messi has come up to the stage of world football. I think that's where we could we can finally say that yes, he is going to be the best of all time. I think it wasn't the winning goal, it was the second goal of the game, but it pretty yeah, much... Yeah, it was the it, second it, goal. Yeah, you can... I mean, second goal is always the winning yeah. goal, right? I mean, it pretty much... <laughs> but I think the, the, the importance of the goal was that it was so unexpected. I mean, of all things for it Messi to score that... the Man, Man United defence. They mm-hmm. immediately realised... To realized. see Messi up in the air, I think it was the highest he ever jumped. It was, it was pretty amazing. What do you think, Zach? I mean, what, was, what do you think was Messi's defining moment? I mean, definitely one of the key moments probably that header. Um, as an Arsenal fan like myself, I was semi-glad he missed the final even though we lost in the end. But at the end of the day, Messi was always, and I say this a lot even though I support Ronaldo, Messi was someone who I feel is probably a better footballer, but Ronaldo a better athlete. Um, Messi, in Messi's case, he was blessed with this amazing skill to just silkily glide plus defenders and that's just how he made his name for himself he was this small size skillful player who did whatever it takes to get past its, his opponents and some of the tricks he pulls off as just you can't even imagine it and I mean that's the joy of watching how these two perform at the highest level they're always up there banging in goals doing whatever it takes for a team and that's why we're just lucky to just watch how they play and dominate world football for yeah, now it's, it's very true actually uh, if I'm not mistaken, Gerard Piquet also was quoted as saying once that, you know, Messi is, uh, Ronaldo is the greatest player of all time. The greatest player in the world, but Messi is the greatest player out of this world. So you got to appreciate all these word plays coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Plays. I mean, they're trying to be nice and then they're like, no, but ways, I think you're better, so I'm going to put another I mean, this, adjective to it. This it's, is just a testament of what great yeah. talents they are. Like I mentioned, they are generational talents and we are lucky enough to have both these players playing at the same time, consistently pushing each other to perform better. I mean, even like, for example, the most recent example I could probably think of is like Liverpool and Man City in the Premier League. These are two extremely great teams assembled by great managers. This is how they consistently push each other. And that's what's important to consistently have this competition, friendly competition rivalry, so that you are able to push each other towards the next level. Alright, so as we look to wrap up this, this debate on who's the greatest player of all time, we look at, when we think of Messi, probably tell us the two things about his playing style and characteristics that come to mind. I would say with Messi, what makes him truly great is first and foremost, the consistency. You know, when we saw him first playing in 2004, 2005, we started seeing glimpses of it. And 14 years later, we're still talking about him. That just shows that he has that consistency in him to keep banging in the goals, to keep performing way higher than many other footballers out there. To me, that is testament to what he is really capable of, his consistency, that's number one. And number two, I would say is, he's an inspiration to a lot of people out there. You know, I mean, I mean we, we, spill, we, we can speak about his style of his, his playing style, right? You know, he's, he, he looks like a person who's gliding on the football field, that intelligence, when he knows how to turn, to drop the shoulder, 
how he knows how to make space for himself. But those are things which a lot of other footballers have out there. And like I said, consistency, that makes that separates Messi from the rest. But let's talk about his influence here. You know, Messi is a huge role model for a lot of young football fans out there. And he as a person has, in fact, founded his own foundation. Has Sorry. And he, in fact, has established his own Lionel Messi foundation. And they've provided a lot of wonderful charitable donations to the kids in Syria, for example, to build up schools, uh, you know, to the earthquake victims in Haiti. And then not only that, he's also been inspiration. You've heard about the story of the Palestinian kid who wore a, a jer- I mean, a made a homemade jersey with a plastic oh, yeah, bag yeah, around it. You know, and that was a, a very poignant moment, I would say, because that's when we all realized that wow, Messi is truly a global icon. And why is he such? Why is he so well respected? I think deep down we can feel that he is a humble person who has been through a rough patch at early parts of his life. When you look at him right now, right, he's a very, like what he's a very docile person, keeps his life to football. And that's why when we saw him being knocked out the other day against Liverpool, you could just feel the pain. Because this man, to me, just lives football. And that's, I, that's why I feel very strongly connected to saying that Messi is the greatest of all time. Okay, so you mentioned uh, consistency. And inspiration and inspiration and, and, yeah. and influence. So consistency, inspiration and influence. That is for Messi. Yeah. How about you, Zach? What do you think are the two characteristics of Ronaldo that make him great? I mean, just to add on to Pravin's mention about consistency, for every great footballer, consistency is definitely something that should be a trademark for them. For Ronaldo's case, I guess it's consistency over various different challenges because he consistently challenges himself in different leagues to try and improve himself better. He's tried the, EP, the Primera League in Portugal. He's tried the English Premier League. He's tried the Spanish La Liga. And now he's in the Italian League and still dominating. He consistently pushes himself by putting himself in different situations so that he can prove to himself that he's a better footballer. That's probably one. And apart from that, outside of football is probably, of course, their own charitable um, philanthropic activities as well. Ronaldo, I mean, everyone knows that he doesn't have any tattoos. And one of the reasons why he's revealed recently is because he wants to donate blood. Because people with tattoos are not able to donate blood. So that's probably one thing. Another thing is probably if you recall recently, there was this, a few years back, there was a huge tsunami over Jakarta, mm-hmm. where there was this kid who was a huge Ronaldo fan. When they found he a survivor young kid wearing a Ronaldo jersey, Ronaldo actually sponsored and helped brought him over to Lisbon to continue this kid's football education. And I think just recently he just made his debut for a sporting Lisbon youth youth team. So it's not just their activities on the field, it's off the field as well. Who they are as people with big hearts and how they contribute back to society that makes these people great and why we remember them for years to come. Alright, I see. In many ways they're almost very similar. The the traits that make them the greatest of all time. Yep. And in many ways, other players have not been able to match up with that consistency you, you mentioned and also have not been able to be that kind of big influence to young kids out there who aspire to, to be like them. So finally, who do you think will be the next Ronaldo and Messi? Not in terms of playing, uh, winning the Ballon d'Or, but in terms of that consistency at the highest level for over a period of 10 years, 
who do you think has it in them? We'll start with you, Praveen. Well, if you were to ask me this question a couple of years back, I would have stuck with Neymar, right? Because he had everything going for him. He was in a great team. He was having a great season. But now, you know, with what's been happening, what's happening with for him off the field, I would say Kylian Mbappe has a real chance of stepping into the shoes once this great two retire or... You know, as they start to taper off after such a long career. And the thing with Kylian Mbappe is, of course, beyond his pace, he has a great vision in terms of finding the right passes and finding the right positions to score. I mean, just remind us, how old is Kylian Mbappe again? He, he's, he's not, is he 20? He's 20. Yeah, he's 20. And, you know, he's so good that, in fact, he's not even being... He's so good that, in fact, right now he's been considered for the Ballon d'Or. Not even the Young Player Award because I think that's a given for him already. He's been considered for the Ballon d'Or. So, I would say confidently that Kylian Mbappe is there to, to fill in the shoes of Cristiano Ronaldo and Messi once they've retired. Not so sure about any other players. You could say about Delict, you know, being the young Dutch defender. But that is when football realises that defenders are as valuable as attackers. I think they're starting to realise that, especially with Van Dijk. Around. If Van Dijk wins Ballon d'Or, <laughs> then I guess we can start bringing in the, the up-and-coming defenders as, as possible uh, replacements. Okay, so before we go into the longevity part, uh, let me ask you, Zach, who do you think will, is the next Ronaldo or Messi? I mean, what I would like to agree with, Pravin on Kylian Mbappe. Yes, he does have the skills. He has the silverware to top it. At the same time, I am a little concerned about the influence Neymar has over him because you did mention earlier Neymar has all these off-field antics and it would seem that Neymar, Mbappe and Neymar have sort of latched onto each other a little bit in Paris and Germany. So for me personally, I would feel there's a very bright future for this player named Jadon Sancho. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, a player from Borussia Dortmund. He moved over from Manchester City recently. So imagine a young English player leaving Manchester, Manchester City of all places, to go over to Germany in Borussia Dortmund. And he took a leap of faith. I mean, he was clearly a talented player and he knew it was time for him to start getting game time, which he was clearly would not have gotten in Manchester City. So he took that chance. He flew to Germany to Dortmund. That's like a very brave move. Yes, right? exactly. Yeah. And a very young player as well. And even right now, it's starting to reap rewards because if you look at the Bundesliga charts, he's actually the top assister in the league as well as I think the top 15 goal scorers or so. And he's only a young age of 19. So I guess if he kept his head down, focused on his football rather than his off-field antics, Mbappe would have won it. But in this case, at the current climate, I would say I would be leaning more towards Jadon Sancho. Do you think, uh, finally, as we close off uh, this discussion, do you think that both these players will be able to compete against each other, like how Ronaldo and Messi have? Well, it's going to be very hard to say now, um, because let's face it, consistency is not something that we can predict today. But what we can see are the ingredients for it. Mm. Kylian Mbappe is, in a, like I said, a great team, you know, the team that is backed with a lot of money. And so that means that teams, I mean, historically, teams with money always are able to get to poach the best players out there. So Kylian Mbappe is going to be in an environment where he's playing at the, the highest level. But that's not a discount, Jaden Sancho. I think what Zach said and mentioned was Jaden Sancho's meteoric rise is important for us to take note of that. And I think if, as long as he is in a club that encourages development, that encourages the player to be fearless at a young age, he could potentially be the next best thing. 
I mean, end of the day, if both of these players do perform, the only real winners out here are the fans because True. we get to watch the next, the next battle of Messi and Ronaldo in these cases. So I guess end of the day, what comes down to it is the mindset these players have going into as they step into stardom because it can be a very daunting journey because they're studying in limelight, their every move is under scrutiny. It's how they adapt to themselves, how they adjust their mindset to that of someone who wants to achieve the best possible success that will definitely drive them further into their careers. Thank you, Zach and Praveen for sharing your thoughts and insights on both Messi and Ronaldo. Till the next episode, I'm Shashi, signing off for Football and Leadership here on Leadernomics FM. You've been listening to Leadernomics FM, the science of building leaders.